renewed. Dear friend, when Johnny told me he was going to be a father, it was the happiest I had ever seen him. His heart seemed to sing a lullaby. The joy, excitement, and optimism he felt was unmistakable. He had a renewed sense of hope and promise. He and the love of his life were about to bring an angel into the world. Johnny's head was in the clouds, and his heart was finally full again. In truth, the rest of us were more cautiously optimistic about the news. We had some concerns. How would he and Ashley provide for the baby? Was their relationship already strong enough to withstand the challenges ahead of them? Was this something they both wanted? What should they do next? For mom and dad, the answer to the latter was clear. Johnny and Ashley should get married before deciding anything else. It was the right thing to do, especially according to God's word, of course. Johnny loved the idea. There was no doubt in his mind, even before the pregnancy, that Ashley was the girl he wanted to spend his life with. Johnny's plans were no secret. He was going to get a job, propose to Ashley, find a nice little place for them to live, and start getting ready for their baby's arrival. Ashley was much more focused on the first step. She had some concerns of her own. What kind of job are you going to get, Johnny? How are you going to make enough money for us with only a high school diploma? Are you sure you want to be with me? What if you change your mind? Johnny did his best to ease all her worries. Constantly trying to reassure her, he would say, Ashley, you're the only one for me. I love you and our baby more than anything in the world, and I always will. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about the money. I'll figure it out. And that's exactly what he set out to do. Over the next several months, Johnny would find plenty of work. In fact, he would work three jobs, simultaneously and without complaint. He would wake up around 4.30 in the morning and go to his first job at a local contracting company, digging ditches and laying concrete for a few hours. Johnny hoped he would learn how to construct and build houses and that it might lead to bigger and better opportunities down the road. At the moment, he was at the bottom of the totem pole and just happy to make a few extra bucks. His shift there would be followed by a six to eight hour workday at the local Dairy Queen. The only perk there was a free burger and one of the restaurant's all too popular blizzards. My friends and I didn't mind stopping by for one of those from time to time. Everybody likes free ice cream. But a greasy dinner and overly sweet dessert could only offer Johnny so much. The pay was so low he felt the need to take on a third job. The late night shift at the Jefferson Gas Depot was what he found. Johnny would work another three to four hours there, managing the cash register, restocking the shelves, cleaning the gas station inside and out, and helping customers with whatever else they might need. He also would help out his friends and me sometimes with free gas. I could only bring myself to gas and dash, as they called it, one time. I felt guilty about stealing and worried Johnny would lose his job if he ever got caught. He told me everything would be fine. It was a philosophy Johnny would employ many times over the years. For the time being, he was right. Johnny would work these three jobs, simultaneously and without complaint, as long as he had to. Battling through fatigue and having little to no concern for his own personal health, Johnny would find motivation from his two angels. Ashley and their upcoming baby were all he thought and cared about. All he really wanted. They were his life now, and he would do anything for them. Anything. Even if it nearly killed him.
and he tried to do it all. The long hours and stolen bits of sleep in between, with a smile on his face and a spirit full of hope for the future. Johnny really did try, because he just wanted Ashley to be happy. But she wasn't. He just wanted Ashley to believe in him. But she didn't. He just wanted Ashley to love him as much as he loved her. But Ashley Underwood just couldn't. Johnny's angel was fighting some old demons of her own. She had been for years. I remember the first time we all got a real indication of that. It was the night Johnny and Ashley made their big baby announcement earlier that summer. Mom's plans were no secret. She was going to share her love and excitement with a beautiful, delicious, home-cooked meal. My mother's southern hospitality and love for cooking had always created a scene of controlled chaos in our house when it came to big dinners or family gatherings. It never failed. Even if it was just going to be Johnny and I with a group of friends, Mom always wanted it to be perfect. She had high expectations for herself when it came to cooking the perfect southern meal. And she wanted Ashley to enjoy and appreciate the kind gesture offered for this special occasion. In fact, I think Mom expected her to. So she spent the entire day preparing the perfect meal. And Johnny and I spent the entire day helping out around the house. After all, this was going to be the first time Ashley came to the house for more than just a few minutes. Before this, she always seemed to be in a hurry when she was at our place. She often seemed uncomfortable for some reason. Mom had invited her to stay for dinner several times, but Ashley had always refused. On this particular night, however, we were all going to do our best to make her feel completely welcome and completely at home. The dinner date had been planned for a 6 o'clock start. That would give Dad enough time to come home from work, change into something more comfortable, and maybe even watch a little bit of the early evening local news. As soon as he walked through the door, the phone rang in the dining room. He picked it up and started to say hi, but the person on the other end didn't give him a chance to speak. After a few failed attempts, Dad gave up on the pleasantries. He yelled for Johnny. Johnny, it's Ashley. Please come in here. When Johnny walked in, Dad held the phone away from his body and softly said, She sounds upset and confused. Good luck with that, son. Johnny grabbed the phone away from Dad quickly and started to walk into the living room. He didn't make it very far. He turned back around and saw all of us staring at him. We had obviously tried to listen to their conversation. We weren't trying to be nosy or anything. We just wanted to know what was going on. Johnny did not look happy. Actually, he looked concerned. I've got to go pick Ashley up. Sorry, I don't have time to explain. We'll be back as soon as we can. He was gone before any of us knew what to say. We waited. We waited some more. And finally, just after 7 o'clock, Johnny and Ashley showed up for dinner. The food was cold by then, so Mom started heating everything back up. Her and Dad were not happy. But we were all starving by then, and we all expected a special announcement would be coming soon. Johnny came bumbling into the kitchen with a bottle of sparkling cider and a bouquet of flowers. Sorry we were so late, Mom. We ran into some serious rush hour traffic, and I wanted to get these flowers for you. Thanks so much for making dinner and everything. We really appreciate it. You're the best, Mom. 
Johnny always had a way of making Mom forget she was angry with him. As for Ashley, she was still standing by the front door. It seemed like she had one leg in and the other ready to run outside. I noticed that right away. I was standing in the hallway between the kitchen and living room ready to welcome her in. After Johnny set the cider and flowers down, he went back over to Ashley and offered his hand. Come on, babe. They're ready for us in the dining room. We'll share the great news during dinner. Ashley slapped his hand away. Stop, Johnny. Stop pressuring me. Can we just tell them and then get out of here? I couldn't believe it. I had only seen her act this way with Johnny a couple of times in private, and the night we all went camping together. But even then, I had never seen her be physically aggressive with him in any way. Johnny didn't seem too phased, and he handled it pretty well. You're right, babe. I'm sorry. No pressure at all. We'll just eat some delicious food and go from there. He then tried to lighten the mood. Man, I love when you get feisty. I love a strong woman. Johnny laughed. Ashley and I did not. By the time we got to the dining room, Mom and Dad had everything placed perfectly on the table. It was beautiful. But for some reason, this seemed to set off something in Ashley as well. Oh my God, guys. You didn't have to do all of this. I told Johnny I didn't want a big scene or anything. She said it aggressively. Again, I was reminded of our camping trip on the mountaintop. What was going on with her, I wondered. I was starting to piece it together. Dad was very gracious in his response. Well, this is a special occasion, Ashley. And you are special to our family. Sit down. Enjoy. Ashley hesitated for a moment, but reluctantly sat down. Okay. It's a special occasion, and since you went to all the trouble to make such a fancy dinner, I guess I'll eat it. I could tell that didn't sit well with Mom, but she wasn't giving up on this special dinner just yet. I was more than happy to make it, Ashley, and Johnny tells me you guys may have some big news to share. Mom just couldn't help it. Who could blame her? Apparently, Ashley could. When I looked over to her, expecting the exciting news to come, I noticed her face was turning red. Her fists were clenching up. Her drumbeat was starting. And it wasn't a drumbeat I wanted to hear. Mom did not notice, though, unfortunately. Whatever it is, Keith and I just want you to know we're here for you and Johnny both. We'll be here to help you, to support you, to pray God's love and protection over you. We consider you family now. That was too much for Ashley. Here comes the loud and painful drumbeat. Ashley sprung up. Okay, that's enough. Enough pressuring me. Enough trying to make me do something I don't want to do. Enough trying to turn me into something I'm not. We're not family. And families are shit anyway. Johnny tried to interrupt. Ashley wasn't going to let that happen. No, Johnny, stop! All families end up doing is hurting each other, ripping each other apart, and then leaving each other to pick up the pieces alone. You all want me to think you're different, to believe you're the perfect little family. Then she turned her drumbeat on me. That Eli here is the perfect brother, 
the perfect person, the perfect everything. I'm sick of it. Then it dawned on me. She had been drinking that night we all went camping. But this time, that couldn't be it. Ashley wasn't finished. Johnny always talks about family and God and striving for something better. But I've never seen a good family. And God has never been there for me. And striving for something better? That's never gotten me anywhere. It just leads to more disappointment. So just stop. Enough. Your fancy dinner and your, your perfect little family will never convince me. Eventually you'll just disappoint me too. Or I'll disappoint you. She was gone before any of us knew what to say. Mom's face was bright red now. Her fists clenched up. Dad had tears in his eyes and had to look away. I was at a loss, as if in a complete daze. Mom was the first to finally break the sound of silence. I could tell she was trying to keep it all together. Johnny, I know you love that girl, but I'm not sure... Johnny wouldn't let her finish. He jumped out of his seat. Mom, stop! Okay, I'm sorry this happened, but Ashley's just having a hard time right now. She's had a really hard life. But I do love her. And I've got to help her right now. He started to walk away. As he got to the edge of the room, he turned around. We wanted you to know. Ashley's pregnant. I'm going to be a father. Eli can tell you all about it. And away he went to help the love of his life. Mom and Dad both looked at me. Mom was irate. Dad was incredibly disappointed. He just sat there shaking his head. Mom was the first to speak again. Eli, you knew she was pregnant? And you didn't tell your father and I? I wasn't going to take the fall for this one. Yeah, yeah, I knew. But only because Johnny was too afraid to tell you guys. He actually wanted me to do it for him. But I told him it was his and Ashley's news to share. It's their responsibility. I left the room without eating that night too. Once again, Ashley had come between my brother and I. This time, she had come between all of us. I was not happy about that. I can honestly say I always wanted to give Ashley a chance. After all, she did seem to make Johnny very happy most of the time, and I didn't want to judge her for things that may have happened in her life, the struggles she had been through. I wasn't raised to judge a person like that, and I couldn't stand when others did it to me or someone I loved. So I wanted to get to know her. I wanted to like and trust her. And at first, Ashley seemed perfectly fine. She was cordial and nice when her and Johnny first started dating. When she did speak to me, she said all the right things. As long as she wasn't drinking, that is. But ultimately, she never let me or my family into her life. She never allowed us to see beyond the surface. At least not before that dinner. Now, of course, I was beginning to see why. And now I feared I may never be able to trust her. Especially after what she did that night. I had seen firsthand the way her demeanor changed over time, even toward my big brother. 
Early on, Ashley was swept up by Johnny's romantic gestures, passionate enthusiasm, and young love. No doubt in my mind, she really enjoyed the way Johnny made her feel when they first met. She was taken by his adulation and happy to be so high on his pedestal. She wasn't used to being treated like a jewel. I do believe Ashley thought she loved Johnny too at first. But puppy love can only stay young for so long. Eventually it must grow. Change. Strengthen. Just like any great song or storm. I think Johnny was ready to do that with Ashley. He may not have known exactly how, but he was certainly committed to trying. She may have felt the same when it all started. But feelings have a way of changing too. Looking back, I'm not sure if it was her feelings that changed, or if she opened herself up just enough for us to get a glimpse of who she really was. Maybe it was both. What I do know is that many of the forbidden truths I had suspected, even feared, did expose themselves eventually. It became all too clear there were things from her past that were impacting the present. Ashley had been guarded for a reason. She hadn't said much because she was afraid she might reveal too much. She hadn't let many people see the real her because she knew they might not like what they saw. I certainly did not like what I saw the night we all went camping earlier that year or what my parents and I witnessed that night at dinner. And I certainly wouldn't like some of the things that followed. Later that fall, Ashley did something I've never really forgiven her for. It's where I finally drew a line in the sand. She crossed the boundary, and I was certain I would never allow her to do it again. It was my ultimate introduction to the real, completely unabashed Ashley, and it offered up a memory I cannot erase. I went to visit her and Johnny after school one day. I was a sophomore by then, so I had my learner's permit in my own car at that point. I wish I could report I had fared better than my brother and had gotten a real chick magnet. But unfortunately, what I got was a classic hand-me-down, Johnny's old Ford Tempo. That old clunker was still kicking, and Johnny had even added a few upgrades before handing it off to me. Chief among them was a new sound system, equipped with a homemade box of 12-inch speakers and a large subwoofer that made the car shake like jello, and the new plastic hubcaps Johnny added occasionally fall off while driving through town. These upgrades were somehow supposed to help me impress girls, but instead, I think they made them feel sorry for me. I wasn't going to turn down a free car, though, classic clunker or not. DJ and I drove up to Johnny's friend's house blasting some outcast. DJ stayed in the car while I ran up to the door, excited to tell them about the role I had just been casting for the big play that year. I was greeted at the door by his friend Andre, who told me Johnny and Ashley were in the bathroom. Andre said, you might not want to go in there right now, but ushered me to the bathroom door anyway. I decided I would knock to let them know I was there, but what I heard as I stepped up to the door stopped me from saying a word. I'm not sure how to delicately put this, but they were having a good time together. And they weren't quiet about it. In truth, it was disturbing how comfortable they seemed to be sharing what they were doing with everyone else who was there that day. But that wasn't even the most disturbing part. As they got louder, they also seemed to get more passionate and even more aggressive. 
Johnny began yelling, I love you, Ashley. I love you so much. You're so beautiful. Don't you ever leave me, please. Ashley began yelling too. Stop saying that. Shut up, Johnny. Just kiss me. Harder. And then I heard banging. I thought one of them fell down or ran into the sink. But the banging continued. And then I realized one of them was hitting the wall. Ashley started to cry. I could tell it was her hitting the wall. She hit it harder and harder. And her crying got louder and louder. She began weeping but would stop at one point just long enough to try to explain. I don't deserve you, Johnny. I'm not good enough. I've done some really, really bad things. I hate myself. You should leave me. Johnny tried to console her. That's not true. I love you, Ashley. I'm sorry if I did something wrong. I looked back at Andre. What the hell? Has this happened before? What's she talking about, man? Andre hesitated, but eventually seemed to side with the truth. Honestly, Eli, Ashley gets this way when she's drinking, man. She's got some major skeletons in her closet, bro. I couldn't believe it. Drinking? I said. She's pregnant, Andre. Wait. She was drinking today? I could tell Andre was embarrassed for her. He summed it up like this. Like I said, Eli. Skeletons, bro. I was so angry. And confused. Unlike at the announcement dinner, this time I knew the truth. There was no denying it. Ashley was drunk. She was pregnant. And she was drunk. I didn't know what to do. So I got the hell out of there, and DJ and I drove home in silence. That's the day I decided, once and for all, I didn't like or trust Ashley Underwood. I didn't want her to be a part of our lives. I didn't want her to be a part of our family. Johnny probably would have never known I was there that day or how I felt, but the experience completely consumed me. I felt like I was wearing a scarlet letter, one made of disappointment. It was written all over my face. I couldn't hide it. And Johnny could see it the moment he walked into the house. It was the first time I had ever been completely let down by something he did or was a part of. And he knew it. He wanted to explain. Johnny told me about some of the harsh realities of Ashley's upbringing and past. An alcoholic, physically abusive father. A harsh, demanding, mentally abusive mother. A complicated relationship with brothers and sisters. And a troubling history with men. He finally admitted she had developed her own bad habit of drinking and seemed to suffer the slings and arrows of serious depression. She just didn't know how to cope at times. That's basically how he put it. But, as Johnny often did, he also made it sound like it wasn't that big of a deal. Ultimately, it was nothing to worry about. He promised she was working on it and getting better. He insisted Ashley only had one drink that day. He said... It was just a wine cooler, little bro. 
there's barely any alcohol in those. She wasn't drunk or anything. She was just emotional because of the baby and all. He ended the conversation with a familiar phrase. Everything will be fine, Eli. This time, I wasn't so sure. From then on, it was never the same with Ashley. I could feel her drumbeat getting louder and louder. It grew more and more aggressive. It completely took over. Her drinking continued, her spirit became darker, and her outbursts came out far more often. Johnny stayed the course. He continued tirelessly working and did everything he could to earn the love he so desperately wanted from her. He tried to convince her he would take care of her and their baby. To believe him when he said everything would be okay. But again... Ashley Underwood just couldn't. The months went on and things got worse and worse. And then the bottom dropped out. Ashley drew her own line in the sand. It was a cold winter day I'll never forget. Johnny and Ashley had gotten into a fight the night before. Johnny had told her he might look into joining the military to ensure they'd be taken care of for many years to come. She felt he would be abandoning her and the baby if he went through with it. We were only a few years out from the September 11th tragedy, and America was still at war. She was afraid Johnny might die in some foreign country, and she'd be left to raise a kid on her own. She told him he was an idiot for even considering it. That set him off, and he eventually left before they found a resolution. When Ashley called the next morning, Johnny thought they would have a chance to work it all out. She, however, had an entirely different idea. Ashley didn't want to be with Johnny anymore. She had convinced herself he wasn't capable of making the right decisions for her and her baby. She told Johnny he had poor judgment. He should have never gotten mixed up with her in the first place. He wasn't the right person to figure out the complicated mess she had become. He would probably end up just cheating on her or fall in love with someone else, she said. And, to add insult to injury, he wasn't ready to be a father. Each assumption and accusation struck Johnny like a nail. But then, the final nail in the coffin. The moment the bottom really dropped out. Ashley told Johnny he wasn't the father of her baby. She had only led him to believe that to avoid controversy and because he had gained a good reputation again. He had shown the potential to get them out of Jefferson. Ashley wanted to get as far away from Hamilton County as possible. Now she believed Johnny was not the man to deliver on that unspoken promise. There was another guy Ashley knew who might be able to do it. Unbeknownst to Johnny, she had some history with this guy. Unbeknownst to her, Johnny did too. It was Brad Bowman, the county superintendent's son. This would be the second time he'd play a part in breaking my big brother's heart. Only this time, he had an accomplice Johnny would have never suspected. We found out later that Ashley and Brad had been together on and off during their junior year. Ashley always thought he would be the one. But when Brad got the starting position at first base for the varsity baseball team, he began focusing more on his own future. He was also an excellent wrestler and had been the runner-up in his weight division at that year's state championship. 
He knew he would soon be on his way out of Jefferson and wasn't sure if Ashley should be a part of his future plans or not. She was heartbroken and looking for a rebound when she found Johnny. She had taken a chance at renewal herself, but eventually it just wasn't enough. When Johnny learned the truth about Brad, he was like a volcano ready to erupt. His tears bubbled at the surface like liquefied lava. For hours, he talked about wanting to die. My life is over, he kept saying. He even mentioned suicide. Fortunately, Mom and I talked him down from that ledge. Mom told him that that was never God's plan for his life. I told him he was my biggest hero and I'd be lost without him. We both tried to convince him that he still had so much to offer the world and so many beautiful things yet to experience. Below the surface, an old dormant mixture of pain, anger, and bitterness were quickly brought back to life. Johnny called Ashley back demanding to know how she had gotten pregnant with Brad's baby and not his. She told him she had been cheating on him for most of their relationship. Brad would come to Livingston or they would get together when Johnny was busy. So he knew we were together? Johnny asked. The answer gave way to the inevitable eruption. That's it. He can't just take what's mine again. Brad's a dead man. If you recall how troubled I felt the night Johnny went looking for Adam after my incident with him the year before, it paled in comparison to how scared I was this time. Johnny grabbed my shoulder softly and said, Elijah, I really need you right now. You're coming with me. It wasn't so much what he said that frightened me, though he never called me Elijah unless something was really wrong. Again, the most unsettling part was the look in his eyes and the way his body radiated with anger. I could tell he was feeling so much in that moment, and yet I still can't quite describe it. This was more than anger and bitterness. This was a man with only one thing in mind, absolute revenge and utter destruction. Rage. If I had to put a single word to it, that would be it. Rage. If you've never witnessed it, consider yourself lucky. I couldn't say no, though, despite every fiber inside me telling me I should. I wanted to get as far away from this as possible. But I also had to be there for my big brother. I had never been so worried about him. Maybe I could figure out a way to stop this, I thought. I knew it was naive to think I could, but I had to try. So I got in the car with Johnny that night, and we went to Sean and Chris's house. Sean was home. Chris was not. I would be on my own for this one. Sean and Johnny went to the garage and started taking shots from a bottle of Everclear that had obviously been hidden and reserved for occasions like this one. I always hated when Johnny drank Everclear. It made him overly aggressive and dangerously fearless in a matter of minutes. That's probably why it was a go-to for him and Sean when they were preparing to do something stupid. After a couple of shots, I was able to distract them long enough to slip the bottle out of Johnny's hand and set it aside in a dark corner behind a shelf. I began drilling them with questions. Do you guys really want to do this? Why don't we sleep on it and see if there's a better way to handle this tomorrow? We don't even know where Brad lives, right? And Johnny, he's one of the best wrestlers in the state, bro. 
are you sure Ashley's worth it at this point? Johnny clearly did not like those last two questions. I don't care if he's a wrestler. He can break my arm if he wants to. I'll break his neck. Then he grabbed my shoulders and looked me straight in the eyes. Like I always say, everything will be fine. I didn't know how to respond. He added one last thought. And Eli, I love Ashley. I can't believe she did this. But I love her, bro. We spent the next few minutes watching Johnny try to hype himself up for the ensuing fight he was so determined to have. I did my best to continue asking questions and provide reasons why it was a bad idea. But I knew it was in vain. There was no way Johnny was going to be talked off this ledge. He clenched his fists and began punching into the air. He jumped up and down and yelled, You got this, Johnny! He took some very deep breaths. Then, he just stopped. He stood in silence in the middle of the garage, just staring straight ahead. Not at Sean or I, but rather at some absent third party. Somehow, Sean and I knew not to interrupt him. Johnny began shaking, tears welling up in his eyes like those distant desert thunderheads that we used to welcome into our small but famous baseball town. As he closed his eyes, I saw a few tears roll down his cheeks. He took a moment to gather himself, and when he opened his eyes, he simply said, Okay, it's time. Now I want to say one thing before we move on. I believe Johnny was scared that night. Scared he would probably lose the fight with Brad. Scared Ashley would never come back to him after doing this. Scared that he once again had no idea what to do next. And the fact that Johnny was scared terrified me to death. By the time we got to the house where Brad was living at the time, I could hardly move. Johnny had driven like a bat out of hell on the way over, and the road leading to our impending nightmare was unforgiving at best. Brad's uncle's house was on the outskirts of town and in the middle of nowhere. It was dark as a dungeon, and there wasn't a soul in sight. If something bad went down, we were on our own. Johnny barreled into the dirt driveway and slammed on his brakes. He left his headlights on bright, using them as a spotlight to the front door. He jumped out of the car and ran straight to it. As Johnny violently banged on Brad's front door and Sean stood ready at the side of the car, I remained paralyzed in the back seat. The only thing I could do was pray. God, God, please help me. I've got to get us out of here. I, I, I don't know what to do. Johnny's banging continued as he screamed for Brad to come out. I kept praying, and Sean kept waiting. Maybe no one's here, I said out loud to myself. God, please, don't let them be here tonight. After what felt like an eternity, Johnny finally turned around and began walking back to the car. He made it about ten steps and then fell to his knees in the dirt. At this point, he couldn't stop the tears from falling free. He wept and he shook. 
and he looked out toward me. And then I knew what to do. I ran to my brother, fell on my knees, and wrapped my arms around him. It's okay, Johnny. You're okay. Everything will be fine. But now, we gotta leave, bro. Without saying a word, he stood up and we walked back to the car. I told him I would drive us home. We got the hell out of there and drove home in silence. Thank God my prayers were answered that night. The next morning, we didn't talk about what happened. Nothing really needed to be said. But Johnny did have something weighing on his mind. I thought it was Ashley, of course. Turns out, he had stayed up all night thinking about what he was going to do without her. He knew he had to move on. He knew he had to grow up. He knew there was nothing left for him and Jefferson. He told me his plan over breakfast. I'm going to join the army, Eli. I'm going to fight for our country. When I asked him what he thought he might do in the army, his answer surprised me. I want to be on the front line. I want to be a real hero. I want to be truly worthy, even if I have to die to do it. And once again, I was terrified to death. This time for a whole new reason. I wanted to rescue Johnny. That's all I ever really wanted to do. And now, he was broken again. He may not have realized it at the time, but I did. Dear friend, Johnny and I were both looking for angels to save us. My brother believed he would find his in a new fight. A fight for his family and for his country. As for me, I had no idea where I might find mine. You are not hidden. There's never been a moment you were forgotten. You are not a hopeless. Though you have been broken, your innocence stolen. I hear you whisper underneath your I hear your SOS, your SOS. I will send out an army to find you in the middle of the darkest night. It's Thank you.
I hear 